So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What is going on, happy people? It is another Friday night here on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube and Facebook pages. We appreciate everybody here. We are not alone. We got the regulars. Myself, Rick Uccino, SP3, the legend Dutch Mantel, and new to the Sports Kid team, and joining us here for the first half of the show or so, the legend Bill Apter. How are we doing, well, good sir? Thank you. And I, I, I was just reading uh, my book because so, I don't remember. So I am... See, that's, part the, that's part of the contract is he gets to shill his merchandise. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, No, but I, I want to uh, uh, say how thrilled I am to be part of the Sports Kita family now. I've been negotiating with, uh, uh, with the terrific people up on top for uh, a little over a month, month and a half right now. And we finally, uh, finally did the contract without putting anyone through a table. Very good. That, that that's not how wrestling works. No pie, no pies in the face or anything. No, oh, I, that that's from my past pies oh, in the face. Okay, I got it. Were I you the one who threw the pie at Kevin Owens? If you don't know who he was, look it up. All right, Sid, we're we're gonna give you a solid like five to ten minutes tonight to talk about your boy. But other than that, how how are you doing after after three hours? Uh, well, hang on. After about an hour's worth of wrestling tonight and three hours worth of programming. I needed a cigarette after uh, tonight, um, ladies and gentlemen. I could not be happier after what I just saw. I am glad to be here with two legends, Dutch Mantel, Bill After, and a, and a legend in the making, Rick Uccino. Glad to be oh, here with yeah. you. Oh, I wouldn't go that far now. Dutch, uh, you remember what Captain Lou Albano used to say about a legend? He used to say, I'm a legend in my own mind. Yeah. I'm just a leg end. We got I people... Am. We got people hyped about Hook in the chat, baby. Hook. Well, if you want to jump right into that, I got to tell you something. Um, that young man <laughs> and the guy of Fuego that he was with was the perfect opponent. First of all, I wish I had his hair, number one. Yeah, I mean. I wish. I but, wish. But in terms of, in terms of, uh, uh, this 22-year-old kid putting on a, a wrestling exhibition of it being a, a wrestling match, like two young kids wrestling, wanting to really passionately wrestle. This, both these kids were really good, and I was very impressed with them. Mm -hmm. what, hey, you, what, what was your oh, hook, impression hook of looked, Hook? Hook looked great, but he looked like, I think we might need to change his interest up, but that might be his deal. He looked like he didn't much give a crap. 
that's the that's the gimmick. And, and that, <laughs> oh yeah. And and he, he he was looking around like this guy. But when he does, if when he gets to a point where he really has to sell, that's when he'll bring the people with him. You know what? So he was he good. He was an, good. He, he needs an endorsement deal with a chewing gum company. Because if yeah. you see during the whole match and even during his or a injury, hair company, a hair company, I think that that's for sure. But he was chewing gum the whole time, very nonchalant. So uh, were like the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, like he didn't, uh, like he didn't give a damn. But um, his yeah, ring it, work it was, was exceptionally good. I, I had no earthly idea what to expect out of him. Uh, obviously, it, it, you know, the the business, the family that was business it. with him. That was his first match, right? Yeah. Yes. And. What, 24? He's, he's 24. Well, wait a minute. He's 22, but I don't 22. know if it was, 22. it was his first match at AEW. He probably worked um, in some of the New York Indies. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think they would have taken a chance of this being his first match. It, it may have been, but if it was, he really sh uh, shined as far as I was concerned. Yeah, uh, so this came out like not long before we went on the air. Uh, Fightful.com, uh, Fightful Select says they had some info on uh, Hook's debut tonight. Um, they said, uh, we're told it didn't uh, appear originally if Hook would get into wrestling, despite knowing plenty about it, respecting the business. Uh, based on those we spoke with, it came evident during his first training session that he was going to get it. Uh, Hook has been training nonstop with uh, Creative Pro Wrestling as well as with QT Marshall uh, and had a lot of early help from NJF. So this very well could have been his first match ever uh, yeah. tonight in front of a live crowd. So really? he's, from, he's from Long Island. And but I think, from Long Island, but I think if he'd have had a match, we, we would have heard about it. Yeah. yeah. And if it was in New York, I definitely would have heard about it. <laughs> I would have. I they would have. They would have told me before this debut. They would have been like, "Here, SP3, see this," because I've been on the hook bandwagon. I am the leader of the hookers. I am the leader of the hook hive, and the hook hive has gotten larger after today. Did you see how smooth he was? He was Chris. Oh my God! I I told Rick I was like, "Don't you're not you shouldn't expect too much from this match. It's probably going to be a quick squash victory." But my God! This man showed more charisma than Dominic Mysterio, uh, David Flair, like all these sons of wrestlers. Hook has more charisma than all of them in one. Yeah, he, oh, was yeah. like, he, he was like born to do this. He, he was just very, very, very natural. He, he's taken to it like a duck to water and said, I'll, t I'll go one step further. He has more charisma in his hair uh, than all of those dudes uh, that, that you just said right there. I didn't know what to expect out of this match tonight. But for the sake of Sid, for the sake of AEW, and for the sake of everybody on the on the internet, because this one word has been trending all damn day long on Twitter, and it's hook. You had people waking up because I, I went to work at 4 a.m. this morning. I saw people tweeting about hook at 4 a.m. this morning. Wow. Well, let they me tell you something. I thought for yeah. this match tonight. Let's go. I, was, sure I, I couldn't go to sleep, so I kept tweeting about it. I, I, I was doing a lot of that myself. So. Josh Chernoff, who's one of the uh, broadcasters on uh, Fight TV, and uh -oh. what happened? Bill, him. Bill, you're cutting in and, and out. There. Years, years I've known him since he. Uh oh, we need to get uh -oh. the Bill. Why don't you drop out and come back in? You're uh, you're in a, you're you're chopping in and out of the internet there. Why don't we? He, dro uh, he dropped he, out. Yeah, well, you I, didn't, I, I you didn't give him the right password, Dutch. I know. And you guys don't talk about him while he's gone. I know how you are. Because you would just rip him to shreds. Then he comes back and you say, hey, oh, Bill, we missed you so much. And 
That is low. That is low, guys. That is low. I think he's still. Hang on. Are, are we back here? I'm back. There, yeah. there All he right. is. Hey, hey, Bill, they were talking about you again. I know they were. That's why I hung up. See, now look at them. Look at them. They're laughing like, oh, you don't believe him. See, you know, just, Dutch, you they know do the that show, all the time. Dutch, you know, this show's recorded, right? He can go back and actually see what, <laughs> actually, what really went down. I do. But what, what I was trying to say is. Josh well, they may not do that with Bill right yet because <laughs> they may try to keep him. Keep all our bad stuff here. You never know. I might go but, into my Jerry Lewis invitation. You don't want to see that again. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say, Josh Chernoff, uh, the uh, broadcaster on Fight TV, used to run a, his own company when he was a teenager called the Teenage Wrestling Federation. And when I saw Hook come down, I said, this guy would have been perfect for Josh's. I thought he was like 15 years old. <laughs> How right? old is that kid? 20, 22, you said? 22. 22 yes. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he's a natural. Yep. Yeah. And he got the graphic. He got the official graphic from uh, TK out on Twitter today. And I'll tell you what, man, you can't tell me they didn't plan this out. Somebody, I, I forget who it was. I saw this on Twitter today and I wish I could credit him. The movie hook, the movie hook starring Robin Williams came out on December 8th, 1991. Really? Hook. 30 years. <laughs> Hook's debut match was taped on December 8th. 2021 you can't tell me they didn't plan that that's that that's brilliant if that's the way they did it that's uh, uh now you've got to get you know if they do a six-man tag team championship in that company they've got to get two guys and uh name them line and sinker <laughs> just change okay just change powerhouse hey, hey, that, and ricky starts today that's, 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 that's a w that's a wwe move all right that yeah. that wwe would be changing ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs's names tomorrow just so they could get that damn pun uh, unquestionably there they are hook line and sinker <laughs> it's such good shit all right anyway so <laughs> hook was obviously the headliner hook was obviously the headliner out of uh out of rampage tonight a lot of good action in this. They got they get more out of an hour than SmackDown does in two, and it's not even like, they, they they do it with. I ease. want to tell you, SmackDown, Sheamus against Drew McIntyre was like a shoot. I thought that was excellent. They those two together are always great. More often than not, they just call it in the ring. These guys have been working with each other for as long as they've been in a professional wrestling ring, and these two are always great together. I wish they would have gotten a little bit more time. But that Claymore out of nowhere today, the Claymore out of nowhere is so much better than the 3-2-1 countdown. I get why Drew does the 3-2-1 countdown, but I love a match when it just ends out of freaking nowhere and it's not telegraphed like that. But we'll uh, we'll get back to uh, Sheamus and, uh, and Drew a little bit later, which was the best match of the night until Rampage started and then three out of four beat it. Um, tag team title match, Sid. Uh, look, I could, watch, I could watch the Lucha Brothers wrestle a broom uh pretty much any night of the week ray phoenix tightrope walking oh that was amazing I've absolutely incredible like hey i love the move that what are the ftr what's the one without the mustache what's his name without the mustache that's uh harwood is one what's the other's name wheeler Cash Wheeler. Wheeler, Wheeler okay. was okay. great in the in the hey he did track. he did that deal where he did the front suplex the guy face yeah. down I don't know. First time I ever saw that move. What I thought, and I loved that match, but I thought, you know, is this what they came to AW, AEW to? They were getting killed like 90% of that match. They really were. 
you know, but uh, uh, it was an excellent, you know, you got to take and you got to give, but they, they gave a lot tonight. They really did. I thought it was an excellent opening match. It was refreshing to, I always say this, to see a show that starts and they go right into a match. Raw did that a few weeks ago. Absolutely. We did that everywhere. It was wonderful to see that without a 20-minute opening interview. You know why they did that, Bill? Why? Because we told them to do it here. We said they need to open with a match. I believe that. And guess what? They opened with a match. They're actually listening. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. Watching these two shows every week, and we talked about it last week. It's such a con- a contrast in styles because it's all about. I've said this before. Rampage is, holy crap! How are we going to fit this all into an hour? And SmackDown is, holy crap! How are we going to fill two hours? That's yeah. that's pretty much the 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 tone and the pacing of every show. If you look at the main event for for SmackDown tonight, the Usos came out for the main event at nine twenty. The yeah. bell didn't ring I'm, until 9.38. Right. They came out at what? I think they came out at 9.26. It, it, I, I, yeah, it was 9.26. I clocked it at 9.26. They, was the, maybe, the, maybe I saw it wrong. All right. Yeah, the I, Usos I, music hit at 9.26. They yep. do their promo at about 9.36. The New Day came out at 9.38. <laughs> and and uh, the match finally begun about 9.39, There were two commercial breaks. Yeah. There were two commercial breaks between the Usos entering and the match actually starting. And then we had a commercial break during the dang match. This is how they make the money. <laughs> Let's be realistic about this. It's the commercial time is part of the deal. So they have to work it where they can do wrestling in between the commercial. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not knocking the commercials. It's just so weird. The fact that they would have the Uso standing in the ring for 15 minutes, literally doing nothing. And, and same thing. So it's like it, yeah. the, the pacing and how they, they place yeah. everything around the commercial breaks. The commercial breaks are the least of the problems. It's the fact that you had the Uso standing there through two commercial breaks was uh, just absolutely. Uh, well, they're probably you know. entertaining the live crowd and heating them up for when they come back to TV. But if you if you heard that crowd when they came back, that crowd was like, "Could you get this match on?" Like <laughs> the crowd, the crowd responded to any and all action and yeah. entertainment that they got on the night. They were very loud for the opening. They were very loud for the for the uh the heat and the 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 build up to the hot tag of the main event as yes, well. That were. right, that right there, I was like, this is one of the better SmackDown crowds that they had. But sure. just like the pacing of the show. Just needs improvement. I've said this now four weeks straight that we have multiple matches on this show where the first person for the match makes the entrance, and there's this backstage segment, this backstage segment, a commercial, another backstage segment, another promo, and then we're finally back to the person who made the entrance. It's like I totally forgot this person was in the ring by the time you got back to it, and the Usos was the the that example on this show. And, and then yeah. the match is less than five minutes long. That's but the main event was the only one I think that went longer than five minutes. And we only had three, three, four. We had four matches tonight. One of them that was billed didn't happen because shocker, Sonia and uh and Naomi didn't run. We'll we, get there, Sid. We'll wait, wait, wait. There. We had three women's matches advertised. We only got one that meant that that went less not than three minutes. Not necessarily true. They just said Zia Lee was going to debut, not that she was actually going to wrestle. So you got to give them a little bit of leeway on there. She got over really, really well because, you know, I know we all anticipated. Great entrance. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all anticipated that she was going to um, uh, help Naomi, but you don't know till that last minute. But we all kind of knew that. And um, uh, I, I think they handled that really well, the way they did that. Yeah. That was... That that the, the best part about honestly all of that segment was the the kind of re-debut of, of Sonya Deville's uh the new ring music, the new look for her was spectacular. Love it. I, I loved every little bit of that with Sonya Deville coming out of the ring. And then yes, Zia Lee's entrance with the use of the AR. It's great. Best thing that WWE's done with that. I mean, you want to talk about you, you? You can either do a giant floating, you know, big time Beck's head, or you can do that. Do that yeah. every single damn time. My, great. my only, because the, the entrance was great, but my only like nitpick here is you got Naomi in the ring, surrounded by three women who are ready to attack, and Zaylee comes down and does her entire freaking entrance as an attack is imminent. And like everybody's just kind of like stand. It, it they, was kind of it was. They were spellbound, as they said. Yeah, thank you. They, was, they, they were just like, oh my god, yeah. she yeah. has she has lightning shooting out of her hands. You know so. what's going on though on SmackDown and Raw that I'm having trouble with, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm a, a little Watching older it. now. But back when they're doing the segments, like Brock Lesnar was with Adam Pierce, I could barely hear. What they were saying, yeah, they yeah. used to be mic'd. Now it's it's like somebody's got a, a video camera here, and they're using the the on mic um, thing, and it's very difficult to understand. Them. McMahon and uh, uh, Austin Theory, the same yeah. thing. I, I, I was running up to the TV. Just what are they saying? Yeah, and, <laughs> and you can't hear them at all when you're there. Thank you. Right? So it's yeah. not just me. Yeah, no. When you're there, it's worse. Yeah, you it is worse. In a word that, especially if you're in like a, uh, a an older arena where the PA system is not great. Uh, yeah, you can't understand it. You can you can barely understand when people are in the ring holding a microphone, cutting a promo. In well, some I know, but this arena. is the backstage segments which yeah. they should have control over. Yeah, uh, in terms of the video and audio. You know what I did like tonight though, that opening segment with, with Zane and Brock. Oh and, yeah, and oh, Heyman. Excellent. And then Brock great. came in. That was very, very good. And they kept that story alive with Heyman. They, so. they did. Look, I, I, I've said on the show before that I'd like to see Sami Zayn just be that great professional wrestler that he is. But, my God, this man plays his role to perfection. The dude comes down in a wheelchair, a neck brace. He's got a walking boot on, even though he took literally no heat to his foot. None whatsoever. The guy just plays his role spectacularly, plays the conspiracy theory up again, says Brock and Roman were conspired against him. Then he threatens to literally sue everybody. Yeah. Um, then he said some other stuff because then I noticed that the, uh, the incredibly jacked male nurse, and it was kind of distracting for about uh, a half second, uh, but Paul Heyman comes out and he's just like shoving Sammy off and Sammy's like, get the hell out of my way. I'm not done talking. And even Sammy, although he's beat up, he's ready to beat up Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman's like, crap, even I can't take down Sammy Zayn with a neck brace. And he's backing away. And then Brock's music hits. Babyface Brock, baby Brock is the best damn thing I've seen Brock Lesnar do. Oh, he's been fabulous. Now, you asked about, you, you were mentioning about the two uh, doctor interns with standing back there. <laughs> is it just me or did it? 
it looked like when Xavier Woods was doing that ceremony with the crown that the guy with the sunglasses was one of those interns and the guy next to him messed his... The guy with the glasses was... Uh, Gulak. It was Drew Gulak. Okay. Yeah. Which... It, that's, it, that's not... Right, go ahead. I was going to say, he. the only thing that Drew Gulak has done other than you know backstage coaching in the last six months is chase the 24-7 championship. So I'd understand if you don't recognize who that guy was. I didn't know. No, I, <laughs> I thought it was Ricochet, to tell you the truth. That's well, Ricochet was, was Ricochet actually, actually, with that. Didn't he have glasses on too? Yeah, yeah he, he did. did yeah. Okay. He did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this was uh, incredible. I think the line of the night was Heyman was after – after Brock does like his whole spiel with Sami Zayn, where he talks him into going hunting and they're going to be two alpha males in Canada. And then all of a sudden Paul Heyman's just sitting here. Like, did I eat too many edible edibles? Like what the hell did I just Brock Lesnar? And then Brock's like, Oh, you want ass kicker Brock Lesnar? Okay, that's fine. And Sammy gets his ass whooped again. So Paul Heyman and his edibles get Sami Zayn's ass kicked for the second week in a row. Um, this whole opening segment, yes, it took up 20 minutes, but it was good. It was, it was entertaining. Good. It was yeah. it was highly, highly entertaining. If you're gonna fill up 20 20 minutes with a talking segment, it doesn't get much better than what we saw with Brock and Sammy. Maybe other than what we saw with Punk and MJF a week ago, but this was Dutch. This was entertaining. It yes. kept the story moving. You see Paul Heyman. Inter- they're gonna, the you know what they're gonna get complaints from. They're going to get complaints from the uh, uh, animal uh, leagues. All <laughs> now is killing moose. Uh, okay. That's a separate country. Totally separate country. I know. Has, oh, a, yeah. has a license, I'm sure. But Dutch, the other thing that uh, <laughs> I, I noticed tonight is when Lesnar baited, when Lesnar baited um, Heyman into doing his spiel that he did back when he was yeah. his advocate. Mm-hmm. He dropped that line where he said very likely to be the next universal champion. And I'm like, is that a Freudian slip right there? Or is Heyman starting to show his true colors? And I thought that was very brilliant of them to do tonight. Yeah. Okay. What we predicted, Bill, or I predicted that on day one, we may do a double switch where Brock Heyman helps Brock beat Roman, thereby turning Roman baby face and Brock back heel. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that could work. I definitely I, I agree with you. I think the Brock Lesnar we're seeing right now, you know, back in the old days, if a guy that looked like a monster would come out and talk, you know, with a voice like this, they threw him with a manager right away because he doesn't look like his voice. Brock doesn't look like his voice until he gets irritated. Then he becomes that voice. Yeah. I just I just love me some babyface Brock. He just feel he just feels like he's having fun out there. And yes. anytime anyone in WWE seems like they're having fun, it just always is quality. It always is consistent quality. And Brock continues to be a highlight of the show every single week. The fans are behind him. That's why I I, I wouldn't change him heel at this yes. point. Like this is not the right time to change. If it wasn't working so well as him as a babyface, then I say, yeah, you go for it because that's the only way to switch up the formula heading but, into WrestleMania. But, but who who are we talking about here? I'm talking w- about Brock. W- WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you yeah, say, yeah, well, that's yeah. the worst thing you can do. Well, that, they may do it. Oh, you mean like bringing Becky Lynch back and immediately making her a heel? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that kind of rationale. Oh, wait, wait. You see, now back, and I hate to use the term, but back in the good old days, you would never see Brock Lesnar 
do this. They, they, they didn't want a guy like Brock Lesnar talking. He looked like a monster. So you yeah. don't have him come out in overalls. Or if you do, he still he doesn't talk. He just kills. Yep. That's the mentality difference right now. Because this seems to me to be as part of it, like it's a soft-hearted Brock. And I don't think I ever wanted to see that. At, at times. But then you see him filter back. Yeah. yeah. Like he Look, goes I, back. He goes back in that zone, and you know he just uh, he just a heartbeat away from being back to the old Brock. Yeah. And I like the way I like the way Heyman, you know, when he was grinning and grimacing at the ring. So something's up. The 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 way I look at Brock Lesnar now, he's still that killer, but he's like he's like a cat with a mouse. He's just toying with Sami Zayn before he kills him and eats him. Like that's that's what he's doing with him. He doesn't when he's putting his arm around him and saying, "Good yeah. for a kid," and doing all this stuff. He's just like toying with the man before he just absolutely mutilates him. And said, "I'm with you. I love Babyface Brock so much. This is the best thing he's done since Boombox Brock." <laughs> if we're gonna do a if we're gonna do a flip, just turn Heyman face. Just make yeah. Heyman a baby face. You don't have to do a double flip and make Roman the good guy because I think the crowd would reject it. I think they they even though Reigns get these gets these massive uh, reactions and it's still kind of mixed. The fans loving what Brock Lesnar's doing right now. I think they would reject going back to I'm going to bounce around mm -hmm. and have Heyman do yeah, all. The I, I do too. I do too. I think they would move Roman into a program with someone else and he would remain that's the problem though bill there's no one else we've been talking about it. we've been talking about it for six months yeah there I, is there is nobody else with the same amount of exposure as roman so when they put him with somebody they're automatically beneath him oh absolutely they and and brock was the only one that could match his star power so that's what that's what they got to go on yeah and the only other person on the roster right now on smackdown that's even credible enough to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with roman at this point and convincingly beat him is drew mcintyre he's the yep. only other guy on the roster from a physical standpoint from i said i know you're looking at me weird but let's not forget this guy was wwe champion for over a damn year Bill, uh, all right he's he lost won. a lot of times to bobby lashley this year that's why i'm making that face he because did and they're slowly building him back up and there's some kind of conspiracy working against him now too they got that working now where it was last week. Oh, it was, it was Pierce who kept him out of the, the black Friday battle Royal. And no, it was really Sonya who kept him out of the black. So somebody is working against drew McIntyre right now to leave him out of the title picture. And maybe it's Roman reigns pulling some strings behind the scenes because he doesn't want to uh, have to face drew McIntyre. What did he say to, I couldn't understand it. What did he say to uh, Adam Pierce or did Adam's, say to him that got him to put the uh the sword well he asked him he asked him where the bathroom was first i think <laughs> because he got turned around in the building you know so no he what he said was is that uh he said sonia deville was the one who put the list together for the black friday battle royal and he said a higher authority which i would presume stephanie mcmahon Vince McMahon, somebody like that uh, signed off on it. And then he said that same higher authority says you can't take Angela to the ring tonight. And so he took Angela, picked it up and put it right through the mahogany desk and marched out. Uh, I'd like to know how they did that. But anyway, so we had a, I thought we were going to have like a sword in the stone type of type of thing. 
because Pierce on social media was struggling to get the dang sword out of his desk. I yeah. thought we were going to say, whoever gets this damn sword on my desk gets a WWE title shot, <laughs> shot or something like that. You know, one thing I think is wrong with WWE, and Bill, you can... That's one uh, thing? You can well, ask one thing, but <laughs> when Hogan got over so strong, you didn't see him on TV every week, did you? No. You never saw him wrestle on TV. No, he was a special attraction. Yeah, he was. A, you, he would do an interview, but you never saw him on TV. Correct. Correct. And he was he was a star. They treated him like a star, but you didn't see him work on TV. On SmackDown, you see these guys work a hundred times. Yeah, see, it's so they're nothing special. They wear it out before it even gets there. Right. And back in those days, though, beside Hogan, they had a whole roster of people who who were superstars so to say. And right now they're still in the building stage here with so many guys. But when I used to ask people about um, WWF or wrestling, I'd say, well, who do you know? And they'd rattle off, oh, well, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. And Hulk Hogan. Now right. I ask people about wrestling and they say, was oh, Hulk Hogan still around? Is Bret mm -hmm. Hart still? Yeah, even the younger, the younger kids today that I talk to um, sometimes uh, when dog walking, uh, they'll talk to me about wrestling and most of them just, they know Drew McIntyre. Uh, they know uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, they know some of the top current guys, but they couldn't go down a roster like we could back in the 90s when all these guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Ultimate Warrior and Hogan, everybody had a... But Dutch, you're 100% correct, but I don't think they have enough top guys, top guys to headline that TV show every week. And, well, and honestly, their top they, their top male babyface they had to release this week. Yeah, the, the, the sure one did. guy who's been getting the the biggest pops. I've been to three or four live shows in different cities, and the guy who got the biggest pop every single night of the week was Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and unfortunately, again, we hope Jeff's all right. That's the biggest thing out of all of the news that came out with him this week is hope he gets in the right place. I hope he's fine. That's that's the key there. But you see, the WWE, the WWF back then was identified with one main star. People yeah. always yep. knew who the main guy was now. A lot of people don't know when you talk about wrestling now, they don't know who that main guy is anymore. Now it's WWE, not the guy. Well, that's by He's design. That, that yeah. is by design. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Vince saw early on that Hulk Hogan, something happened to him, his business is gone for a while. Sure. He could rebuild it. And then he didn't want to wrap it around one guy anymore. He wanted the company, the logo, the image to be over just an individual guy. And I can see the, the thinking behind that. But I think in that thinking, it kind of hurt the company. Yeah. I mean, I've said this many times on this show, is that in the Attitude Era, they had eight or nine guys that can headline a show. They had then, a bench. They had a bench. Rufus Aggression, the beginning, it was like that as well. It's when Cena became on top, they decided, you know what? The top star is going to be the company. The number two star is going to be this one guy, and then there's everybody else. There's mm -hmm. a, there's like 10 feet of molasses between Cena and everybody else, and well, now sure. it's 10 feet of molasses between Roman and everybody else. Except for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is the only guy that they'll put on the same level as him. Those those part-timers are, 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 are different, in my opinion, because yeah. you can throw in a Brock, a Cena, a Goldberg. They're going to pop a rating. 
They're going to get people's attention. They're going to be viewed on the same level as Roman Reigns and the company. So they're different, and they're not going to be around all year. So it's totally right, different. So you know what? Talk to him. Let him know what to do. <laughs> Paul. Lur. Paul, just get healthy. Get healthy because your your baby yeah. needs hey, you. <laughs> hey, what happened? What happened to him? Yeah, did he have a heart attack? I don't know if he had a heart attack. He had some issue with his heart. Yeah. Uh, they haven't mentioned what it is, but he's back out now. He's not back doing the shows or anything. Um, but I understand uh, that he's gotten much healthier and he's starting to work out and stuff like this. So yeah, yeah. and he's, he's a good guy. So I hope he. Uh, He's yeah. able to get back on the stage. And he, he did just do an interview uh, with the new NIL uh, program that got started up uh, this past week. Uh, we do have a super chat coming in. Jason Robbins, any Aaron Ladd stories, uh, Bill or Dutch? Aaron Ladd. Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd. I got several <laughs> Ernie Ladd stories. Pick one. But I can't I can't tell it right now. I, I You know, I've got one that I'll tell that's kind of off base a little bit. But uh -oh, I always here remember that. Here we I go. Anything about life. Shanks? No, no, no. No. I had, I had, him I had to the, keep uh, it alive, guys. You know? I met him. By the way, a few people see me putting something in my mouth. It's my Fruit Adventure Tic Tacs. It's yeah. medication. Yeah, so, we know. We know. So uh, the Ernie Ladd story. It's your edibles. And I always, I always love to tell people. <laughs> is, uh, and again, it's a little off base, but what the heck. Back in, uh, he was wrestling for Pedro Martinez in the uh, uh, NWF in Buffalo, New York. And it was the first time I had, I had met him. And he was very curious. He says, well, how do you get in the magazines? And how much money do you make in the magazines? So he invited me to go out to, uh, to dinner with him at, um, I think it was at Denny's in Buffalo, New York. And, was, and we had a gorgeous waitress server she was absolutely magnificent he says you keep looking at her you want that woman i said well what is it single guy and all this so he calls the woman over he goes like this my dear what you want a big tip yeah my friend here would you like you to sit on his face <laughs> here we go she actually laughed <laughs> and he told her afterwards that he wasn't, he was being funny. He was doing, being humorous. He didn't mean anything by it. And uh, we all had a very good laugh out of it. And he left her a really, really good tip. Oh, that's what, um, that's what Weinstein was, said too. I was going to say, you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that no more. No, no. But he was, he was very, um, he was very friendly. He was very businesslike asking me questions about the magazines and stuff like that but he had a really uh he had a he had a sense of humor he did he did stuff like that and you know it it didn't hurt anybody and uh it was just oh, a great guy road story great guy yeah yeah well here's my ernie last story and i'll make it kind of quick we used to i was in florida and ernie had come in but somehow something was wrong with his money because he thought he was going to make it making x number of dollars but he wasn't and they kind of denied that we didn't make that deal he said okay we'll just spread so he gave him a notice and on, on the way out we were booked in jacksonville and ernie used to like to to fly you know he was a little private plane but yeah. it was 25 bucks to fly up there and it'd take you like 45 minutes to get up there but if you drove it'd take three and a half hours but anyway 
but I would fly with Ernie. So Ernie kind of liked me. So we got there and in the ring, I forgot he had a match that night between it was him and Rocky Johnson. And he told them, he says on the way out now, don't film tape any of my matches because he was going to like put guys over. So don't, don't do it. They said, Oh, we won't. So he got in the ring with Rocky in the first three or four minutes. He looked up at the camera and the red light was on. He said, well, that's it. He walked out of the ring, just went back to the dressing room, looked at me and said, get your bag. Let's go. We're leaving. I said, what? We're, I'm done. Let's go. He'd only been gone like five minutes. So I'm waiting for him to come back. So what had happened, uh, he, he, he got in the ring and saw the light. So he just walked out. Well, by the time we got back to Tampa, of course, word had floated around that he had kind of screwed the whole match up and screwed the whole night up. And, and, you know, Jack and Jerry Briscoe owned a part of the Florida territory at the yeah. time. And I didn't know this till the next day. But what had happened when, when Ernie got home that night, about uh, one o'clock in the morning, I guess, his phone rang and it was Jack and Jerry. They were mad as hell at him. What the hell did you walk out of the ring for? And blah, blah, blah. And you messed everything up. And he said they were, they were mad. They were really angry with him. He said, guys, listen, calm down. Meet me down at the office and we'll talk this over. Or they want no, they want to meet him right then. So he finally agrees. He said, okay, I'll, I'll come and meet you. And you remember where the office was, Bill, in Florida? Yeah, 106 North Albany. That's where it was. And it didn't it didn't have a park pay part. It was like sand. It's like beach yeah. sand. So yeah. you parked over. So he said he went down there and it was like one or one thirty in the morning. And he said he saw him and he pulled in beside him. And then he got out and they both got out. And he said, I can tell right away they're mad in hell. So he said, you know, something's gonna come down on this. And and they said, You son of a blah blah blah. And they're cussing him out. And he said, guys, guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. He says, why don't we do this? Why don't we do a doobie? <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. But they were already doing the doobies and drinking too. I mean, they were like, you know, when you get Jack or Jerry mad, they just raise hell. Yeah. So Jack it's time to get the Jack. What? Well, <laughs> so he opened his trunk up, Ernie did, to get the doobie, but he didn't get a doobie. He got a tire iron. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he got out, you know, he says, hey, you want to talk now or something? Now, you got to, he's six foot 10, six foot 11. <laughs> and they're wrestlers. They're not fighters. They're wrestlers. And one leg dived in and one come, started coming from the back. And when he come up to hit the guy that leg dived in, he hit the guy in the back, boom, knocked him out. I forgot which one. Then he went down on the one that had his legs, knocked him out. And he says, with, with one stroke, really, he said, they both were like laid out and they were bleeding. <laughs> now he freaks out. He said, oh, my God. He says, oh, if, you know, if the cops come by and now I got this. No, I'm going to jail. And, and he threw him in the trunk of his car. Yep. Not the back seat. The trunk of his car closed the lid and drove down to a police station or an ER uh, hospital, I think he said, yep. and he dumped them out and drove <laughs> off. Yep. Yep. That's a true story, right? 
Yes, it is. Because he told story. me this exact story the next day. And he says, and this is what he said. He says, I can't imagine the police stopping me. He said, a six foot 11 black guy <laughs> driving around with two white guys in the trunk bleeding. And All he had to do was chop well, somebody's arm off. And that's a scene right out of Kill Bill. That, don't but say then that. what I told him, I <laughs> says, well, he says, a black guy with two white guys. I said, well, technically, they're like more like an Indian <laughs> origin. So right, right. People of color. People of color. So well, if that was today, it'd be all over the internet. They'd all be in jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of people know that story, but it, it's true. Well, well, the whole internet knows it now. Wonderful oh, yeah, story. It's a well, great wait, story. Real, real quick. Real quick, this is not an off-color story at all, but another Ernie Ladd thing, and we never planned this. Through the Crockett territory, he wrestled Ricky Steamboat like every night in every city in, for like two weeks. And I'd go down there for a week shooting pictures, and I'd be on the ring. And this happened one night. We did it every night. It always got a pop. Ladd would come in the ring. The fans are booing. Ricky comes out. Fans are popping. So... As they're getting their instructions from the referee, Steamboat looks at me by the ring, and he comes over and shakes my hand. So then the fans are all applauding. Ernie Ladd comes over, so shake my hand. I turn my back on him, walk away, and got. And we did that every night. And it got such. A, when I came out of the arena, the fans that were waiting for the wrestlers were going, "That was so cool! How you dissed Ernie Ladd!" And he loved it. Ernie loved doing that. He kept telling me, he said, let's do that again. <laughs> I, I'm almost. Bill, afraid. do you remember this? Let me ask you one more thing. You remember it was after the Super Bowl three, I think. And they interviewed Ernie Ladd on national TV because he was a member of the Chiefs or who won? Who yeah, won the Super Bowl? Chiefs. Well, I think the Jets won it, but he was talking about, they wanted him to talk about this upcoming game or next season. But all he could talk about was him and Bruno in the garden. Yes. You remember oh, yeah. that interview and they couldn't yes. get him off of it. No. Nope. They wanted him to talk football, but he wanted to talk wrestling. Yeah. And I photographed and he, that match too. He had that sore thumb for his whole career. It's amazing how no doctor could fix him up. Uh, I'm almost afraid to put and ask this question after the story we just got from Dutch, but uh, Steven, uh, any, uh, Blackjack Lanza stories. They had a uh, tremendous tribute uh, to him. On yeah, the they did. Tonight. It was so nice that they did that. Yeah. It was. Good guy, though. Really good guy. I didn't I didn't know a lot of stories. I heard some stories, but I think he was kind of a... I don't know. He sat down with Vince one day, and he, he lit a cigarette. And Vince, did, he doesn't like you smoking. Right. And he says... Uh, I don't like smoking. And he told Vince, well, move to another table, Vince. <laughs> that was nice. he, he told me that, and then he said, I continued to smoke. And, but Vince Vince loved that guy. Yeah, he did. He, and he worked for him for man. years and years and years. Yeah. So I, he, uh, was, he was 86? 86, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. He, um, uh, anytime they wanted to pose, he and Mulligan, and Heenan, they were three great publicity machines for themselves. They really were. Um, some of the pictures that they uh, showed on uh, on TV 
uh, tonight. Uh, there was a single shot of uh, Lanza with one of the tag team belts. I took that photo. He was always willing. Anytime, like I asked, he was uh, always willing to pose. Very polite. Very, very nice guy. But a mean guy in the ring. Yeah, he really got his job done. All right. Well, I, Bill, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What I didn't know, and I did an interview with uh, uh, Ken Resnick uh, last night. If you go to uh, BillAptor.com, you can see the video. Um, and Ken was telling me that, and I didn't know this, that uh, Blackjack Lanza uh, was uh, ran some of the local offices for Verangania, and I didn't know that. Ran some of the towns for him. Did you know that, Dutch? What, I didn't know that. That uh, Jack Langer ran some of the towns for Verangania. I'd heard that. I think he ran some towns for Vince, too. Yes, he did. He did. He you did. know, but running a town, that was like he would just run it for the office. I mean, he, he, did, he didn't like promote the town on his own. The office would do it. So, but I, I, I heard that he did that in uh, Minneapolis, and I heard he did it with Vince. So... There's some money to be made there if you can. Yeah. Back in those days, if you could, and they kept that, that they kept that promoting crew low because they didn't want everybody trying to get into it. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. And I can see. Absolutely. All right, Bill. So, I, hey, Bill, I know you said you were on a clock tonight. Uh, we, I'm uh, good. To, I'm good to stay for a little while yet. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Dutch. You were going to ask him something. No, I was going to ask you. Oh. Okay. I watched Nyla Rose tonight. Okay. For the, I've been reading about her uh -huh. for the first time, and I thought because of of the way she works, I would. I don't know if Amazing Kong or Awesome Kong still works, you know, but I think if you put the two of them together, you'd have a house. AEW wanted to do that. That was the one of the first angles that they did was to set up Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose because she was in the four-way, the first ever woman's four-way at Double or Nothing 2019. It was her, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, and I believe she one other. She no, didn't no. make it? Um, well, she was in that match, but she got hurt, and then eventually that led to the ending of her career earlier this mm -hmm. year at NWA Empower. Yeah, but if, if the Kong could perform like she used to, what a match they would have. Yeah. Yeah, Big that would be match. like Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. I mean yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that Nia Jax is the same kind of worker as Awesome Kong, but when she was let go from WWE earlier this year, that was one of the things that I first thought of is like I wouldn't mind seeing her going over to AEW and having her and, and Nyla Rose square off in a match. I'm not saying it's the same th same anywhere close to the same thing but along those similar lines i thought those two might be able to have a match but then the same nia jack says she's pretty sure she's done with wrestling at the same time too so yeah. mm -hmm. you know how many people have said that luthez said that 20 that is yeah. true he said that before his 27 retirements right. <laughs> leo leo rushdown said it like seven times this year um yeah. and he, he was, he was, he was he like was the on, eagles of wrestling wait a minute he was on Dynamite on Wednesday. <laughs> Leo Rush versus Leo Rush versus Hook. We got to see that match. Uh, I, 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 said, I said the future of wrestling. I, I've created the dream match for everyone. The AEW dream match that everyone wants to see. The future of wrestling on the line. Braun Breaker versus Hook. That's money. That's money right there. That's the future of wrestling right there. 
that that'd be a great match. All right. Now, Sid, you said something. You said something on social media tonight, and I don't know if you were being slightly facetious or not, but you said this was the if I, I might be quoting you here, the greatest television debut of all time. Is that what you you said as far as professional wrestling goes? Did I see there you? Was, that? There, there was Luke Perry on the first episode of Beverly Hills 90210. There was uh, Johnny Depp in Edward Scissorhands and Hook on AEW Rampage. America's heartthrobs coming and introducing themselves and doing it in impeccable and becoming the greatest thing in American television. Yes, those are the three biggest examples that I remember. Those are the only things that are on the same level as Hook, but Hook exceeded all of them. He, the greatest American television debut in history. Dutch, do you agree? Eh, he's good. <laughs> but it, it's in it's in a wrestling How would context. You that? So, but I, the the guy has it all. He has he has the mystique. He has the mystery about him. And you look at him, and he, he just jumps at you. He's a star. He made he made an awesome debut tonight and uh, uh he, he was he was terrific well look what it did for orange cast he never said a word really that much right this guy never talks well we haven't yeah, seen because that makes yet. that makes the fan work and say well i wonder what he's like yeah you know and that's yeah. instead of telling them making it make them wonder about it and his put the, dad put, is one put of the, the fans to work so he could do all the talking for him. Yeah, I was going to say, just have his dad talk for him until, uh, you know, he's, he's ready to get behind him. You know, if you remember the Road Warriors, you say, we don't have to talk. Look what we do in the ring. <sighs> and, and, and you know what? If Hook was in WWE, I'd say he's in trouble if he, because he couldn't talk. But he's in AEW, and they we saw it tonight. You can go, you can go, and you're going to be featured on oh, television. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but well, but they, they featured him first by by him going to the ring with different people, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's he been on he's he's been on television since March, so they they built up to this, and they do this very well. They like Jay well Jay Cargill only had about maybe like uh, I think like maybe ten matches in total mm -hmm. before she came and she made her debut on Dynamite. So they do very well in these prospects that don't have a lot of experience. They build to their debut. Which this is, is which this is, is becoming a weekly thing. Dutch dropping off at the fifty minute mark. Does your phone just kick you out, Dutch, at the fifty minute mark every week? Do you have We've a timer? Bill, what they say about me? <laughs> You can't trust this about me. Oh, okay. Oh God. No, but but it's really good that uh, they take some of these people that you see just kind of like a background player, like an extra in a movie, and every few weeks they start to move a little bit more forward. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Oh, Hook versus Don. I thought you said Hook versus Dean Martin. He's been gone for a long I, time. I, I, I think I think we'd yeah, that, that'd be good. That, that'd draw a hell of a house, really. Yeah. Here, here, here is uh, Sid's dream right here is Hook teaming up with Jungle Boy, Luke Perry's son. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Not until we see them against each other. Yeah. Yes, yes. For the for the love of every female that watches professional wrestling, Jungle Boy versus Hook. Yeah, you no, want to I get a packed female house in AEW, you market that for a month. 
you, 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 the next big show that you're doing after the holidays, the next special, right? What, whatever the hell, some special you're running in February. You just say for a month, the main event is going to be hook. Ooh, do a Valentine's day. Ooh, yes. In Atlantic city. Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Atlantic city. There you go. There will be hearts breaking all over Atlantic city. If they did that show, if they're smart, Tony Khan's smart. So if Hook is on the same card as CM Punk, and it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow in another city, who gets the biggest pop? If it's in Long Island, it's Hook. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because in Chicago, we know who gets it. Oh goodness. All right. So let's uh let's actually get to the first match that we saw on SmackDown tonight. Uh Los Lotharios against uh Nakamura and Boogs. Uh I, I literally had like one note written before this match was over. It was Boogs is starting this match off like a rabid gorilla. Uh and then he tags in uh I hate I hated it before it started. He tags in Nakamura after he drops Carrillo on his face. Kinshaza, an awkward looking Kinshaza because Umberto kind of overshot his footing on this, gets the one, two, three. And Dutch, I'll ask you, what the hell does this match do for anybody involved? Well, I almost, if I didn't have to watch it, I would have turned it off. I mean, it was only because, two because but it's enough to, because we're going back to that same pattern again of this guy against this guy, weak tag team single, tag same team thing. single. Bill, yeah, we watch we watch to, one I, group of guys. They they work six weeks or more in a row. It's the same people you see, gentlemen. It I is to, it is I the same people, leave. same lineup. I have to I have to leave. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed being okay. here. Bill, it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure having you. Yes, yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna, gonna rip. They're gonna I come rip back you in a few weeks to do this again? Of Absolutely. course. Yeah. yeah, you might need to come back so you know what you need to sue them for. The way they talked know. about you. Sammy Zane's doing all the suing. I don't, that's I true. You might be involved. With, we have the same attorney. We don't want to keep him too. Yeah. You, you might be involved with that lawsuit. We'll uh, we'll double check. I'm, well, he's sure, probably we have, gonna I'm sure we have a top-notch legal team here at SK. He's going to sue me for, um, uh, for watching the show. He didn't, <laughs> didn't want anyone to see it. Or you should sue him. <laughs> hey, it wasn't Sammy's fault. Sammy played his part to perfection. Bill, I told him he should change his name to Sammy Insane. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's terrific. Maybe Thank you all yep. so very much. And again, I'm so pleased to be Thank with you. the Sports Kita family. And uh, we'll see you at the matches. If I'm looking down, it's trying to see how to click out of here. I got you. I'll take care of you. Have a good one. Oh, I cut him off. Honored, Bill. Boy, you know how to kick him right off. <laughs> uh, I, I got you, an itchy you, trigger finger, man. You, you've had some, you've had some practice. I, I don't mess now around. I know who, and now I know who's kicking me out. Yeah, El, El Rico. Yeah, Enrique. So I, I think the thing that bothers me the most about this weekend, week out, weekend, week out, is the the. They, they're putting Shinsuke Nakamura in these meaningless tag team title matches. Meanwhile, we haven't had an intercontinental title feud in months. They don't even care to showcase yeah. this championship at 
all. You have nope. an entire roster on SmackDown filled with, I hate to use this term, but mid-tier guys. They're, they're main event level talent, a lot of them, but they're not booked that way. You have an entire roster that's that's a, that's a second second tier card. It should be easy to book a hot intercontinental championship program, and they don't give a damn. Nope. They don't give a damn. And it's 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 well, I think they give a damn. They they do give a damn, but they don't care. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference. Rick, I thought of you tonight when I thought of you tonight when they had Tony Storm come out in a contenders match against the champion Charlotte Flair. Makes absolutely no sense. Nope. And I was I was really rooting for Tony tonight. Uh, I even thought her promo exchange with Sasha Banks backstage. Sasha gave her the rub big time tonight. She put her over uh, in the promo segment, and I was looking forward to this match. I was hoping they were going to get a lot of time. They didn't get a lot of time, and I'm honestly glad that they didn't get a lot of time because th- these two were not on the same page nope. from the get go tonight i don't i don't know what went wrong and i'm sitting here maybe going, nothing maybe nothing went wrong maybe they just didn't click yeah i mean it, it, it's it's something i don't know but these two were not on the same page the the double moonsault was atrocious uh right. there was a spot where uh tony gave charlotte a german suplex looked like dropped her right on her head and charlotte got her bell rung a little bit uh, Tony fell off the apron when she was supposed to be getting stomped on for the disqualification. This, this was just sloppy. It was all over the place. I mean, when you have two talents like Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair, you're thinking this match is going to bang. I was looking forward to this all day. I uh, Man, it, they, it, nothing went you right. Were, match. Nothing went right. You, you were disappointed. Extremely, yes. And I and I had to feel they were disappointed too, to yeah, be honest well, with you. This is, it don't work. this is an example, ladies and gentlemen, of not letting the talents of the people that you want to see get in the way of how WWE has booked this. Because WWE, the way they have booked this feud, Rick Uchino should not have been excited about this matchup. Because the minute this match was announced, I knew we were getting a BS finish. Because how many of these championship contenders match have a clean, good finish or a match? They never do. They I, knew never the ending, do. Sid, I knew the ending was going to be crap. I knew the ending was going to be BS. But the, the at least I was looking forward to watching these two dance. They were stepping on their feet the whole damn you, you, you thought they were gonna they you thought they were gonna get more than five minutes though? Like it, you, I was hoping you, they would. They, I I don't understand how you could hope their whole feud is about pie, and you mentioned that horrible and 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 this is coming from someone I, that that at an independent show back before I met my wife, I said Tony Storm had my babies. I, I love me some Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm. And I have called Sasha Banks the most, the greatest WWE in-ring female worker of all time. Of all time, it, she, no one's even close to her body of work. But that backstage segment was one of the most cringeworthy segments I have watched in wrestling all week. Because that pie joke totally took me out of it. Oh, and yeah. that's why I, I pied her. Humans don't talk like those two people talk to each other. Like I was like, I don't. <laughs> this is not. This is not human beings talk. Do the writers know how to write a humans having a conversation? 
Do they know how to write that? They don't. And they oh. made Tony Storm. I, I whatever ex- expectations or excitement that I had for this matchup totally were drained out of it from that backstage segment. I was like, that was cringe. Let that- me let, let me rephrase what I said because Tony Storm. What Tony Storm does a good job of is delivering her lines. They are crap lines. They are. They just are. But Tony Storm does a really good job of delivering them where other people, they, they, they just, she makes chicken salad out of chicken shit is what Tony Storm is able to do. And she does deliver her lines well. And I thought it was nice that Sasha was back there and putting her over. But after that, man, like, yeah, just nothing went right with, with Tony and, and Charlotte tonight. And the, the whole night, it was just unfortunate. And we got back the the, the fake Sasha laugh. Which which always is the stamp of approval of a bad promo segment or a bad segment with Sasha Banks is when she break when she's a baby face and she breaks out that fake laugh. When she's a heel and she does that fake laugh, it makes you not like her more. I, I can understand her doing it. But when she's a baby face and she does that laugh, totally takes me out of whatever it's on the screen. All right, Dutch, as somebody who has been in the ring. Uh, more than Sid and I could ever dream to be. Yes. When you're in a situation like this where you're an extremely talented individual and your opponent's an extremely talented individual and it it, it just it just doesn't click and it's not clicking during the match. I mean, what's what's going through your head and is it kind of like a snowball effect? Is it a TV match or is it a house match? Uh, well, for the sake of this argument, let's call it a TV match. You only have a certain amount of time, so you, you you don't. It's too late. It's too late because you have a. I mean, the way we used to do it, we just called it. You could fix it a little bit because we would call it in the ring. <clears throat> but here, it's all set in the back, and it's laid down. And they write it down, and so if they jump a sequence, they're just they they're just out of out of kilter. They they can't recover. How long was that match? About three minutes. Three, four, four minutes. five, maybe. Yeah. It was too it was too late. There's nothing you can do. And hey, I've been in matches that just didn't click. If they're house matches, it's not too bad. You can just you can ad lib and work your way through it a little bit. TV match, you know, you don't you can't. Uh, you just you just at the mercy of what you got. So if you're if you're in a, a creative role or a managerial role and you're watching what went down tonight you know what what where is your mindset at knowing that this this is a program that you want to continue for a few weeks moving forward well i'd be thinking twice about that because you've you've heard me talk about chemistry a lot yes. yeah very important in the ring yes. and you can't manufacture chemistry it's either there or it's not now you can have some chemistry that you think you can build on but if you have, and this match had no chemistry, I think the pies in the face kind of killed that because now they kind of made it like a, a vaudeville joke to start off with. So how can you yep. take it seriously? That, that Tony Storm's a great athlete if you put her out there to do that. But they threw, but, the, they threw the pies at each other, which is, I mean, how can you take that seriously, really? You can't. You have two, again, like I said, world-class professional wrestlers, Tony Storm, Charlotte Flair, one of whom is the SmackDown Women's Champion, for crying out loud. You looked at all of that and went, we need pie. 
Yep. What? Like the money doing a movie. One week, doing it one week during the holiday is forgivable. Forgivable. To continue it the, the <laughs> following week and then to do an entire promo package and to do these awful pun jokes every week, calling it a pie for a pie. What are you doing? I don't understand. I don't understand how a matchup Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair that I wanted to see, they have actively made me not want to see. They have that that's literally what I think the goal of this feud is to not make me want to watch this matchup. And sometimes two good workers just don't have any chemistry with each other. And it could be a number of things. It could be they weren't happy with what they were given to do. Because they went out there, I I, I got to look up the exact time, because that's what I've, I, I've been trying to do on my phone here, is look up the exact time this match went, because it couldn't have lasted more than three, it was three minutes and 18 seconds. They got three minutes and 18 seconds to have a DQ finish, and... And, and we're all we're all sitting up here like like they you, they you, yes they they did not mesh well with each other but they only had three minutes to mesh with each other so. and they literally buried that angle it's just it's done I mean I don't think you can revive it I don't care what you do it's gonna be tough and that wasn't and as much as I just insulted that backstage segment that wasn't even the segment or the thing on this show that pissed me off the month the oh, most boy. we sat up here. Rick Uccino made me and Dutch Mantel jump on this YouTube channel an hour early on the first week of October to talk about this WWE draft. We did a whole three-hour coverage on Monday. We did a whole two-hour coverage during that draft on SmackDown. And these, this company, this company put the Raw Tag Team Champions on the main event of the show after three weeks ago they promoted their last pay-per-view of the year, telling us week after week, Dutch, that it would be the one and only time that Raw and SmackDown went head-to-head, except for this night, apparently. Except for Rick, rebuttal. Uh, it's dumb as hell. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm wondering, they're, they're talking about who's the best. That's my exact thought process. They're talking about who's the best tag team in WWE. I'm like, we just had this match. The two best tag teams presently in WWE are RK Bro and the Usos because they are the reigning tag team champions for their respective brands. And RKO won the damn match. Take that's it. That's it. It, uh, This was either their way of saying, well, we got to do something to help build up to New Day and the Usos, but let's not put the New Day and the Usos against one another. I got it. We'll put the Usos and the New Day against one another, but we'll also throw in the Raw Tag Team Champions at the same damn time. You know who else they buried tonight? The Vikings. Yes. When yes, they were sitting around the crown and oh, don't touch it, and they made them look like, I mean, now you, they Shut were up. trying to be tough guys, but now you got them oh, don't touch that, or they treated them oh, like they haven't you know, really just, been tough guys since they showed oh. up, and it's been a while since the turkey legs showed up. Yeah, since the turkey leg cinematic rivalry with uh, Street Profits has been it's been over for the Viking Raiders. I, I miss War Machine. I miss War Machine. 
That's that again, talented guys, but just their their booking has been awful. Hell, you even had Xavier Woods drop that line where he's talking about, you know, we are the greatest tag team, and he looks over at them. He's like, no offense, you know, yeah. no no offense. You guys are all right. You guys are all right. No offense. And then and then they're cool with it. This yeah. is the second time, to- second or third time in the last three weeks where they have just actively been disrespected, and they're just like, ah, screw it, nothing matters. Okay, yeah. you played our song on a guitar. You said yeah, 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 no yeah. offense. Cool. What did what did we think of Xavier Woods' new crown tonight? By the way, it was better. <laughs> I'll say that but, he plays way too much Sonic games. I don't like the way he delivers his interview. Almost too regal, like too kingish, like I, I get the he idea. Does that on purpose, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that, but doesn't, doesn't mean doing, I have he's to. Been doing that I don't like it on purpose, decades. too. <laughs> I looked yeah. at that crown tonight, and I'm like, that looks like something Bowser would wear. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I'm saying it suits Xavier Woods. Talk about G4 host. All right? He went full video game. I'm the king of this universe type crown with the X and the big purple stones and saying it's made out of unicorn horns. I'm saying it matches his character perfectly. Just like when King Corbin had the the Game of Thrones black crown, that fit him great. This is so much better than the Burger King crown that he had originally that Roman Reigns snapped into two pieces with his bare foot. And ripped it. And ripped it. That metal metal crown. I don't think you can snap cardboard into I mean, you might tear it a little bit. He, he ripped metal. The, the high spot metal. of the show was when Corbin and Madcap Moss. Wait, did you? Went, hold on. Time out. Are you about to say that the highlight of the show yes. was Happy Corbin and Madcap yes. Moss? Go ahead. They stole the table with the, with the sword. And then that was the end of it. <laughs> like, that's not corny enough, but get, they didn't even come back with anything. Now they stole. They stole something else. He stole the crown. Now he's just a robber. He stole the crown. Didn't he? Didn't he steal that from? Uh, oh yeah, he won the. He won King of the Rings. So he he won the. He had the crown stolen from him. So now he's he's turning turning the misjustice that had happened to him. He's turning it back on Nakamura's crown. Didn't he steal that? No, Nakamura stole it from him. Yeah, Nakamura stole it from him. That son of a. Why we got a bunch of thieves here? I know, and yeah, they're the baby, baby faces. Yeah, the baby faces stole the crown. Yeah. And then won it after they're like their seventh match. And like a best of seven without it actually being billed as a best of seven. Um Hey, that best yeah. of seven probably totaled to the amount of wrestling that we got on Rampage tonight. I think Rampage <laughs> Rampage is helped also by that, you know, picture in picture. Yes. You can oh, kind yeah, of yeah. watch it. Limited commercial so, breaks, only 90 seconds. You know, it's it's really kind of go, 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 go. Cutting off, you know, promos and everything. There's no fade outs. It's hard cut, go. We got to run the break now. We got to get back. Uh, uh, what but, was the best? What was the best show? What was the best hour? Let me say that. We got three Rampage. choices. Rampage. 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 Excellent opener. Uh, good main event. Um at a decent decent trios match and the greatest debut in American television history. So it's definitely it's definitely rampage uh this week. But Hook Hook is great. The second best thing on this show is the most popular catchphrase. I hope you get a check from Taz. 
I hope so too. I hope so too. Oh, I, if you get I, a I'm check, in, tell me. I'll, I'll hop on that bandwagon too. With you. I'm I'm in the New but York area. Great. I'm in the New York area. I could be the leader of the New York Hook Hive. I can't do that. But the second best thing on the show is the most popular catchphrase in the business today. Do you know what that is, Dutch? What is that? Well, the time for talking is over. It's time for the oh. main event. Well, I will say one thing. He kind of got better. He's gotten better. He's, he's, got, not he's as, a lot better. He's not as cringeworthy, uh, he, cringeworthy as he was. He is a lot better. He he did exactly what he needed to do. He needed to talk less and just be almost curt and just straight to the point. And then he leaned into that main event thing and he found a way to get over. And I heard he, he was talking on, uh, on busted open, uh, yesterday talking about Piper Niven. I, he went on a, a kind of a rant, but one of the things that he said is that, look, I know how to get over sure as shit. Yes, he does. Cause he found a way when he was critically panned for the first three weeks of doing this commentary gig, he's over. He's gotten the gig over with one damn line. Mark Henry knows what the hell he's doing. And he has one spot on the show. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. All he he does one. That's all he needs. Yeah. Who was on commentary tonight on Rampage? Uh, Excalibur, and his voice sounded a little tired. Uh, yeah. Taz was Ex- there. Ta- Taz. And Ricky. Was it Ricky on commentary, too? Ricky Starks? I think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't I don't I half the time I can't I can't recognize if it is yeah, Ricky or not. Say, they only had they only had three on uh I think they only had the three, yeah, because Jericho's yeah. on his tour and, and Jericho actually just had a health scare. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. hospitalized uh during yeah. his but, tour. For what? Uh a non COVID related uh illness. Illness. That's okay. what it is. Yeah, it's a very very dis- very discreet on, yeah. on that. Not sure. But uh, mm. hopefully hope he's he, okay. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he's okay. But he's touring anyway right now. And then Jr. Hope he gets. Yes. Hope he's uh, is is able to uh, you know get back soon. And yeah, well, what's wrong with him? Time. He has skin cancer. Yeah, so he's going through treatment right now. Mm-hmm. So he's been off. Uh, he's been off for a few weeks now. Two weeks. Or two weeks now. Okay, a be- couple weeks. Sid, do you always have to be right about everything? He won't be back till the last oh, week. Oh, did of you December. hear? That's oh. what I was saying that for. Shit, he snapped at you. I know. I was like, <laughs> see, it was out of the clear I was, blue. I was just <laughs> stating that to mention that he's going to be back on the last week of December. You, you need to eat something, buddy. You need to. <laughs> I, I think need, you're too I tense. To sleep. I need to sleep. I'm going on an hour of sleep. Sid knows what that's like. Young kids. I just, I'm tense. All right, so let, let's dive back into uh, the, the one match that we were hoping we'd get finally, but we didn't get once again, um, Naomi and uh, and Sonya Deville. Again, I loved everything about Sonya's entrance. Um, Naomi Morticia. She looks like Morticia. I love her. <laughs> you mean that in a, in a complimentary way? Yeah, she looks good. She looks yes. great. I love the presentation. I love like the, the the suit coat entrance coat, and then she takes it off, and then there's a ring gear. I love the new song. It's a hell of a lot better than the old one that she had, and I don't get to say that very often for WWE talent. I was hoping this match would start, but you knew she was going to do some kind of shenanigans. She brings out Natty. She brings out Shayna. Naomi tries to take them out before the match even starts. She knows some crap's getting underway. Doesn't matter. They surround the ring. 
And then, yeah, we get the debut of Zaya, who had an even better entrance than Sonya Deville. That shit was great. It was like some Mortal Kombat or uh, there's there's something else I'm forgetting. Uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, type level entrance shit going on there. Best use of AR I've ever seen. Captivated everybody because they all of a sudden forgot they were supposed to be attacking uh, attacking Naomi. This was overall pretty good. Uh, I thought Zaya's moves in the ring. She looks great. Uh, I got to talk to her this week. I am now a Zaya Lee fan. I um, love her as a human being. I'm, I'm rooting for her. This was a good first impression for her. But I got to say, when are we going to have the damn blow off and the damn payoff for this freaking feud? And when are we going to find out why Tony DeVille has been doing what she's been doing to Naomi? Yeah. Why is that? They never explained it. Nope. Must be something, though, that we haven't heard about. I don't think they've come up with something yet. They may come up with day one. There you go. They probably... At this point, why not? They need to to load that card up. They They pretty much are right now. What what time is that show in Atlanta on day one, January 1st? I think it's uh, 8 o'clock. I think it's 8 o'clock. No. Any big games on that night? Well, I know college is, football is going to be on. Yeah, it's New Year's Day, so you got yeah. your New Year's Six Bowl. The semifinals are on, at, and I know this is a UC. Not before. The night before. They're, yeah, they're on New Year's Eve. So, uh, Boy, yeah, by the way, New Year's you... Eve, uh, I will either be extremely happy doing this show or I will be depressed in letting these guys uh, do everything. Do all so, the New Year's Eve is a Friday? Yeah. Oh, man, they want us to oh, do the show oh. on that day. Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, Rick will be crying. Oh, when Rick, Alabama, go, Rick gonna be when, here without me. <laughs> when Alabama gets through with Cincinnati, see, they'll wish for the days of Pete Rose again. I, well, what they'll do? Let's not talk. Let's just let's not talk about the Reds. All right, that's opening up an entirely different can of worms, and that's an entire no. But see, I, I I knew I could go on t- about Mister Bob Castellini if I if I wanted to. <laughs> See, I just dug down deep with the Reds' history and pulled out. All I'm gonna say pulled out the is ghost everybody of thinks Rose. this is just gonna be Alabama steamrolling the little guy. This ain't the Alabama teams of old, Dutch. All right, this isn't the we're gonna run it down your throats type of Alabama team. This is a team that likes to throw, and UC plays really well against teams who like to throw because they have the best secondary in the country. They have Kobe Bryant who was just named the set, the best defensive back in all of college football. And he's the second best defensive back on his own team. Kobe because Bryant. Yes. But he's a basketball player. <laughs> he was named after him. Oh, okay. Yes. Spelled C-O-B-Y. And you got a mod sauce card. No, this is good. He didn't have the stats to get nominated for the best cornerback position in college football. This ain't going to be no blowout. Damn it. I do think that Cincinnati, they do have a chance to hang with, Oh yeah, because they got a good they got a good team. I'll bet the under. I'll bet the under all uh, all day. What is what is the under? Uh, last time I checked, it was fourteen points. Mm. I'll bet the under. I think they lose by ten. You okay. think Cincinnati loses by ten? Yeah. Well, basically, that's actually a psychological winner, really, because they're not even supposed to be there. But they got they, they do have, have a lot good of things but, go right. But, if that Alabama, if they get hot, oh yeah, yeah, with you're that not Bryce, what you're not going to come behind against? Alabama. He he hits some shots against Georgia. I mean, he can throw the ball. 
and accurate. If Clemson had him, they would have gone undefeated probably. He is. He's he's that team. That quarterback not- for Clemson couldn't hit the side of a barn. I swear. I am happy that we got some new teams in there, especially one that's when, when I am my team. Uh, I'm glad Ohio State's out. I'm kind of glad it's Clemson's out. I, I, you know, they were Clemson, Alabama to death, even though they oh. had great the great teams. But I'm glad they have Cincinnati in there. Who's Michigan. the other team in there? Oh, Michigan, Michigan and Georgia. Whatever. Georgia, Michigan. Who wins that? I like Michigan, to be honest with you. I hope they would win. I hate Harbaugh, but here's here's something that uh, I I truly believe. I like Cincinnati's chances better against Alabama than I would against them playing Michigan because Michigan can run the freaking rock and UC struggles to stop the run with that defense. So I like the thing about Alabama's quarterback. Hey, in the game against Georgia, they barely, they barely won that game and not that game, but the, what what game that he threw that last minute touchdown and they went over Auburn. Down. What was that? Oh, Auburn. See, he was just off on that game. Yeah. So I got. But anyway, hope. enough about football. I was gonna say that tells you how great SmackDown was. We just spent five minutes talking about <laughs> UCL. <laughs> SmackDown conversation no, Smack, SmackDown. turns into all of that. Was good. SmackDown was good. about New Year's Day, day one. New there Year's Day. That, that's when they need to do the blow off for for Sonya. This is going to be a cage match, right? Like that has to be where we're going, Sid. Has to be a cage match. Uh, I would hope. I would hope that's where they're uh, going with all of this, but I don't <laughs> think they know where they're going with all of this. So I'm not going to put out any guesses because it doesn't seem like they know where they're going with this. I think that we're going more to a what about a match lum- at this point. What about a lumberjill match? Could do that. Could do that. Get everybody on the card. She yeah. does have Naomi does have some backup now. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like our little little uh gang that she has here. But we had a there was a a moment of uh healing between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch uh on the dark match after SmackDown, apparently. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's nice to know that, that crowd in Hollywood actually got some wrestling tonight. There you go. Hey, yeah. and we have we have a clip for you. Look at that moment! It came with the title. Look at that! Aww. One small step for for Charlotte Flair. I was what did she, play, play that again? What did she do? She play handed her, her. She handed her her title. Uh, just a vicious drop. She didn't. She didn't have to. She could have left it there for Becky to get, but she wanted to be a friend and hand her the title. What a woman that Charlotte Flair, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that 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 empathy always gets me, man. By the way, I, I did want to bring them up earlier because Dutch, when we were talking about Tony and uh, and Charlotte and them just not having the, the right chemistry tonight, and you have to have chemistry. Becky and Charlotte may or may not hate each other now. They have chemistry. They, yep. It doesn't matter how much they hate each other, how much they can't stand each other. They can work with each other. They can work with each other blindfolded. Those two can. So Well, like I said, you can't manufacture it. It's either there or it's not. So well, whatever they, they, they've done, I'd, I'd keep those two kind of associated as much as they can because they're on different brands now. But <laughs> I would keep them talking about each other. Romeo, I don't know if we got worked. I think it's just I, I think it was 
there is some real issues between them, but I'm willing to bet that they just amped it up for the sake of the business. They're both smart. They're both businesswomen. They're two of the best for a damn reason. Oh, they may have they may have gotten upset with each other, but there's too much money between the two for that to continue. So they got them in the back and said, "Listen, are you stupid or what?" <laughs> and I, he said, and "It's according to who talked to them, but you know you can you can hate each other all you want, just don't do it on our time. Right? Don't let exactly. it interfere with anything, and just and be hey- safe with one another." I think your 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 girl Liv is gonna win the Raw Women's Title at uh, Day One. I think she is. I think they good, did. Good. They made it seem like she was gonna win it on Monday, but that was too good to be true. You know, they did. It wasn't the right way. time. It wasn't the right time. I, it, it was. It totally was. They they they. If they didn't go so heavy handed on, oh, this is this is seventeen years since Trish and Lita. If they didn't do the video package with her mom talking about how she was a wrestling fan from very young and her dream was to become woman. If they didn't do all of that, then I agree with you. It wasn't the right time. But they did all of that. They 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 pretty much showed their hand, and then they were like, you know what? No, it's not the right time. That is a, that's a bad move. Sid, let me ask you something. How much wrestling do you watch? Everything. Uh, too much. Too much. How much, Rick? How much do you watch? As much as I physically can. I'll watch the WWE shows and the AEW shows. That's all I can allot my time with two kids and mm-hmm. want to watch other things. So, so you watch more than that, Sid? I watch all WWE shows, uh, all AEW shows, major New Japan and Impact shows. Uh, I'm going to watch Ring of Honor <laughs> Final Battle tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah, I do watch a lot. I'd watch it, back, but I don't get the channel that it's on. I just don't. Which one? What channel? It's what, Access, what? right? They're on Access? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I don't have Access. Come on, man. You know I, I don't have cheat. Access I got, and Access. I got you watch for all of that. You, you just <laughs> If you ever want to watch it, just let me know. I'd love, you watch to, it, I'd love M- to watch it with the talent they picked up recently, but do you watch MLW? I do on occasion if I hear a match that I need to watch. I will be watching because they're doing like this little MLW version of Lucha Underground. And Lucha Underground is one of my favorite things of the last few years in wrestling. So I am going to watch that. But I, I do like a bunch of the guys in MLW like Jacob Fatu, uh, Hammerstone. So they got they got some talent over there. Do you watch NWA? I do. I just haven't watched Hard Times 2, their last pay-per-view. And mainly it was because their main event looked like it was straight out of a random match in SmackDown versus Raw 2006 of Trevor Murdoch defending the NWA World Heavyweight title against Mike Knox. And then when I heard they doubled down on it and they was like, we're not going to just give you mid-2000s WWE. We're going to give you 2010s WWE when they had Matt Cardona come down and attack Trevor Murdoch Mm -hmm. after the match. I was like. Yeah, I probably won't watch NWA Hard Times too. But is Tyrus Tyrus still the television champ? That's yeah, the he's main a, he's a, I don't watch NWA on a weekly basis. <laughs> he's on Gutfield every night with the title laid right yeah. across his. What is that? Knee. That's on Fox News. He's a Fox oh, News. Fox is, he's, he's Greg Gutfield. Actually, it's a pretty good show. He has I, the highest ratings. I agree. I love Fox I, News. I watch it all the time. All of them on uh, prime time. The he beats all of them, but the show he takes politics, but he makes it. It's a joke, and you I laugh all the way through it. I I would agree. Politics is a joke. That is uh that is absolutely no. True. It is. 
Do we care enough to talk about this main event tonight over who is the best tag team in WWE? No, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask Sid something. Uh, Sandow, what was his name in NWA? Aaron Stevens. Uh, yeah. Aaron Stevens. Do you remember when he had a mask guy with him? The question mark. Yes, that was one of the, the best things mark. on NWA during that time. During the you know he time. you know he died. Yes, earlier this year. Yeah, good guy. Do you have uh, any stories like, with him? Do what now? They what? Do you have any stories with him? Oh, he's a great guy. You know he's mentally sharp. I mean, really, really smart. He's a musician. He was a computer whiz. I mean, he told me one time he was uh, he was autistic to, but the earliest degree of it, not much. But he, you know, and uh, he taught me something about autism because when somebody he I always talked in a monotone, which he told me was how you maybe figure somebody out. It's like that, and that's the way he talked. But he was very, very a great guy. And when I heard, when I heard he passed away in Nashville, you know, I, I knew his girlfriend, and she called me and told me. But I, I miss that guy. And that, but it was an entertaining, entertaining spot. But most yes. of that is because of Sandow. Sandow is he's yeah. great at that stuff. That was the first time since he's left WWE that he got some of that magic back and just playing off of him being the the Mongolian karate expert and uh, <laughs> question mark question mark was his Mongolian trainer and they used uh-huh. to do the the Mongolian uh, national anthem just funny hilarious over the top stuff and it, it was something that stood out on NWA. It did. It was very good. So, all right. So, what are we going to talk about, Rick? Uh, well, I got a question from Romeo. He wanted my thoughts on Liv versus Becky. Uh, a little disappointed that the crowd uh, wasn't uh, into this match, but apparently there were some issues there with security telling people to sit down during the main event on Monday, which was mind-boggling uh, to me. I feel like I've used that term like 18 times. I was It's like they felt like they wanted to try to get into it, but uh, and they did at certain spots. I thought this was a great showing for Liv. Uh, she... Her first, not only her first main event, her first title match ever. Uh, after everything that she, all the work that she's put into. Uh, you so had, that was that was on Raw Monday. Yeah, yeah, Raw on Monday. You gotta you gotta fill me in because yeah, I'm only so required it, to watch SmackDown, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> so this was the main event. 17 years after Trish and Lita main evented Raw, um, first women's main event uh, in the history of Monday Night Raw. They made the right call there because originally it wasn't going to be the main event. And then somebody had to clue somebody backstage into the fact that it was the anniversary. And they're like, all right, put that in the main event. Uh, and of mm-hmm. course, and then history repeated itself because the red had won. Um, look, I, I get and said, I do get your argument. I, I totally understand that. And if it had Lib Morgan won the match, I wouldn't have been mad. I really wouldn't because after 500 some odd days of, of Becky Lynch being the, being the women's champ while being active, I'm kind of interested to see how this character moves forward without the title. And I think they are setting that up because Becky Lynch is getting desperate now. How many matches has she won by a roll up and grabbing the bottom rope? Three, yeah. four, five at this point. And oh. the fact that she had to do it to beat Lib Morgan was enough to put Lib Morgan over. It did. Lib Morgan looked tremendous in defeat on Monday. And yes, I do think she will be women's champion one day. Will it be at day one? I'm not so sure. 
I, I'm not so sure because I don't know if they're going to put the title on Liv Morgan heading into WrestleMania season. I think Becky's going to hold on to that belt through WrestleMania season. She'll probably drop it at Mania or hell, she might drop it at the Monday Night Raw after Mania, to be completely honest with you. Maybe she drops it to Liv at WrestleMania. Maybe Liv wins the Royal Rumble. That's what I was going to say. If they don't do it at day one, then Liv should win. She, she's one of the favorites for to win the Royal Rumble at this point because they, they did a good job of making that match. WWE doesn't do a good job of making the person who loses the match look strong in defeat. They, no, they, they do uh, probably the only thing they do worse is booking baby faces and human beings having a conversation and, but, and heels and, and heels he, too. No, and heels. no, heels. Just baby faces and heels. That's the only problem. All they have are heels, Dutch. Yeah, the heels. Well, that's all they know how to do. And referees, referees too. So and but, announcers. And I do understand. I do understand people's concern with Liv Morgan losing. They wanted her to win because they don't trust WWE to circle yes. back. And and give Liv another opportunity. And that well, they may drop- trust WWE more if you didn't badmouth them every chance you got, Rick. <laughs> I look at things objectively, analyze, and and offer constructive criticism. And sometimes I get really mad when I do it. Uh, but it's all out of respect, and it's just who I am because I'm an overly emotional guy. Um, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, Dutch. You know that. But I, I do understand. <laughs> I do understand those concerns, and I share them. I share them because Liv Morgan should have been a women's champion by now. Definitely should have been a tag team champion by now. But how long has she? How long is? How long has she been there? Five years, five six years. So point. they wear. They basically warehoused her. She has time. been. She has been a creative yo-yo. They start something with her and then they pull her back. They start something mm-hmm. else with her and then they pull her back. They start something else with her and then they pull her back. They give her a lesbian angle and then they pull her back. Like this. It, that's why. That's why I wanted the title change to just happen. Just happen. Now. Just do just it. Happen. Yeah, just do it. When just you do it. When you have someone that you've built, WWE waiting a few months and then pulling the trigger it's not something that they regularly do so i what they regularly do is just pull the trigger randomly out of nowhere on a night of raw big surprise big moment have them have a big moment and they never know how to follow up after that but they know how to book that moment so i wanted that moment i don't have faith in them to go back to it at at wrestlemania so that's why i said day one probably is the time they should make the change because of that match that they had on monday but if they don't do that day one live don't win the royal rumble i'm washing my hands of this i'm not i'm not investing in this because if you invested in it anymore you're gonna be upset i mean because we still have to circle back to bianca I mean, they, they, they're, I, there has, hey, there's been I, no payback to the, to the I, SummerSlam. I, I am back. totally baffled by each and every one of you that think they're going to circle back to Bianca. I'm legitimately baffled. I didn't say I think they would. I said they still need to. Big the, difference. The, but does WWE think they still need to? No, that's I already forgot you. about that. And that's part of the problem is why I, I think Becky Lynch. So wait a minute. Really- Bianca is lo- lost right now? Uh, She's in a feud with Dewdrop. Which, by the way, they 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 trademarked Piper Niven again, so I think that they're they're gonna finally switch her back. Cause thank God for that. Um, uh, just throwing that out there. But um, yeah. So she's feuding with Dewdrop right now, which is okay. It's fine. She's been in the main event scene for an entire year. At least they're doing a, a secondary women's storyline on Raw. So I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. She, you know, 
I Bianca will be back in in a main event title scene at some point I next mean, year. I guarantee that she's one I of the mean, biggest stars they got. They did they did a nice job of teasing the 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 payoff to that angle on Monday as well, which the payoff is Bianca hitting the uh, KOD on yes. Dewdrop, and they yes. teased that very well on Monday. So, so Bianca went to Raw along with Becky. Yes, and they just canned the whole angle. Well, Becky beat her uh, several times, but she cheated pretty much every damn time. Every time. In fact, I think Becky has cheated to win all of her matches, except for when she beat Bianca in 26 seconds. Yep. Which was almost cheating because she sucker punched her, but at the same time, you beat your strongest woman at the time at Bianca Belair in 26 seconds, and now Mm -hmm. she has to cheat to beat Liv Morgan. I know you're putting Liv Morgan over, but it's like, I think the story they're trying to tell with Becky is she's desperate to hang on to the title. She will do anything to hang on to the title, to hang on to her top spot. And I honestly can't wait to see what happens when she loses it for a couple of reasons. I want to see that character work. And two, Becky Lynch is so damn big now, you know she's going to have secondary feuds when she's not in the title picture. So that's only going to help other women on the roster at the same time. So Becky, honestly, is more valuable to the women's division without the championship than she is with the championship. But as a Becky Lynch homer, I'm never going to complain when she wins. No, of course. Um, they, they've kind of done a good job of making the title her identity. So whoever, yeah. I, I think, I think that that's why I want Liv to be the person to beat her because one thing that Becky Lynch hasn't done yet, and y'all could try to argue me on this. I know you Becky Lynch fans love to argue when I say the truth about Becky Lynch, including you, Rick Eugenio, but Becky Lynch has not made a star for all the things she says bad about Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair made you, Becky. If it wasn't for Charlotte, Becky Lynch doesn't. If it wasn't for Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch doesn't become the man. She has not transferred that that star that star that she is now. She hasn't transferred it to anyone else. All she did was come back after after giving birth to a kid and rob someone else who was getting that momentum to be the next star. Let's not so act now, like it was Becky who came in and said, I need to take the title off Bianca. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not acting like that, but okay, I'm, okay. Just, I'm right. calling out what we were presented. That's That yeah. was what we were presented. Bianca Belair was built up as the next woman star for over a year, and then Becky Lynch came back in 26 seconds and stole that all away, and yeah. still 500 days, 500 plus days as Raw Women champion smackdown women's champion and raw women's champion again she has not put over anyone Shayna baszler went and ate her I, and not like that but as a vampire <laughs> and she's gonna beat her at wrestlemania she put she went through the whole raw women's division couldn't beat her at wrestlemania oscar becomes a raw women's champion after that long run for becky what did she how did she win it she won the money in the bank and then the next night, she got given the Raw Women's title as a as a as a go away gift at Becky Lynch's baby shower. That's how they put over us, Oscar, Oscar and Shayna. Well, they Baylor. had no choice at that point because Becky was pregnant and couldn't compete. They did have a choice. Go with Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. That was the choice. They should have just done it. Why do they overthink all their good decisions? I I thought. They were going to give Ronda Rousey the belt at, at, at 36. I really, really did. Uh, no, I think they I, had. I, knew wasn't. I think they had plan, especially with that finish. That same finish. I think it was Kyrie who beat Shayna that same way with the the pinning her shoulders while she was in the Kirifuda clutch. Mm-hmm. 
that I mean, that's how Shayna loses all of her matches. Is she either gets rolled up or she does something stupid? Like that's how she they they book her stupid. Is that's how they book her? And I thought the way that they pit they they booked that match at WrestleMania because for all of Lynch's accomplishments, they don't have her win decisively ever ever except over Bianca at at at, at SummerSlam. I thought they were going to continue that feud on for a couple more months and then put the belt on Shayna and then Becky became pregnant and they decided to just scrap whatever they were doing with Shayna. Cause remember they had Shayna and money in the bank and then she was gone for months just off television. You know, you talk, you were, we're talking about this women's division. Yeah. I know how it is with guys in the dressing room and the talking back, you know, imagine what it is with the girls. I mean, it could be, and that goes to the writers, and that goes to the, the to the creative, because, I mean, there's a lot of politicking that goes on backstage, men and women, but I think it's accented more with the females. Call me a misogynist or not, but they like to talk, and they like to, they like to politic, and if you're talking about a spot that they want. They're going to do anything to keep that spot. I don't blame them. They're making too much money. So who knows what goes into all this? I have no idea. There's, yeah, there's, there's obviously. So we can try to uh, divorce ourselves from the situation, but basically that's it. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, when Sid and I have these debates, you know, it's always with a grain of salt because we, we can only argue what we're presented, what, what we're seeing. And yep. more often than not, yeah, there probably is a reason that something something happened we don't know what it is chances are we'll never know we'll never find out but you know and, we'll and what we is. don't know is where the final decision actually actually comes down to it's whatever they i guess they present to vince and convince him that this is the best way to go because sometimes he i think he's about argued out now on a lot of things after 50 years <laughs> And you could probably run stuff by him, and this is the best way to go. And I believe, well, you believe this? Yes, yes. Well, do it. Till it till it backfires, then get that son of a bitch in you. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> but see, then they're, they're not the girls, you can work a good angle with them. So when was the first time they were did a main event? Whoa. Well, Raw women's uh, well, raw event. women with the, with the women like two thousand four. Okay, Trish and Lita. Yeah, Lita beat Trish to win the women's championship. Yeah, David David Levy, uh, Linda Blaze and Bertha Faye may have been the last match, but it wasn't the main event. It didn't close close the show on the October nineteen ninety five, not nineteen eighty five edition of uh, Raw. I trust Sid. He's the wrestling encyclopedia on the show. We we actually been rewatching the Monday so, Night Wars, so I remember that episode very well. <laughs> so who 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 was the first the main event Raw women? Trish uh, Trish Stratus and Lita. Yeah, and that was from what year? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay. Because I remember when I was in TNA, we did Gail Kim and uh, Awesome Kong main mm -hmm. evented. I don't know if that was before that or not, but boy, they turned. For TNA, they turned on the highest number ever. Yeah. 
I, I was just I just interviewed Mickey James this week and I was telling her like that NWA Empower, they had a moment with Gail Kim and Awesome Khan. And I was just like, that was just like women's wrestling throughout my whole lifetime. And that was like the it, I think that was around like 2007, 2008. You guys did that in TNA. That really that was like the only place to watch women's wrestling on American television at that time. Yeah. That was good. You know, we could put Sting and Angle out there, and they would do a two-five rating. So we put Kong and Gail Kim together, and they did a three-four. Uh, they did a three-point-four. If they did a three-five, that could be considered a four almost. But th- they beat Sting and uh, and Angle. So not not to gloss over that. Not to gloss over that. Um, but just to bring things back full circle here and, and, and close out the show on something that happened tonight. Why the hell did FTR jump sting? And I was wondering that too. Because it, they, they're next week on uh <laughs> on the Wednesday show, right? Probably. Well, it's, it's a totally- No, no, no. They're going to Greensboro. Uh and Tony totally well, Blanchard is saying one more time, Sting. You know what? Well, totally, I hate to is. tell you, most of the people at the Greensboro Coliseum back in those days. Yeah, most of them are dead by, by now. He cut we out again. Him. We lost him. We lost him again, ladies and gentlemen. Why in hell? What is going on? Always around this time. No, this but I think that's what it is. I think I think Tully had FTR attack Sting because Tully and Sting were doing a thing in Cincinnati teasing that they were going to have a match. So are we going to yeah, have yeah. Tully, Blanchard, and Sting? No, I doubt time? that. I don't think Tully. Sting can't hardly do it. And I, don't, I don't think Tully can either. Oh, they might, but it would be horrible. What about a triple threat involving Dutch Mantel? Did we get that? Well, going? you can forget that. I couldn't even. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't do what? What would it take to get you to get you in a ring? Uh, a pair of handcuffs and <laughs> leg irons and throw me in there. You get me that there that way. Oh man! If you, I, I, t- if you said. Well, Dutch, if you don't have a match, we're going to kill you. I said, well, you know, I guess you just got to kill me. Because I mean, you could just lay down. You could just do the finger poke of doom. Just hit it with you that. Got, you got one, you well, got I could do that now. Card. Well, it, it was it's their definition of a match. I would have something, but it couldn't be called a match. That would give it all a bad name. <laughs> you know, when you get in that ring and you bump around and after so many, it, it's tough. I mean, I couldn't even do it now. Dude, I, I took one bump. I, I, for, I just stay down. I did it for a year and I got back problems now. Like seriously, it ain't it ain't no joke. But that's what happens when you do it when you're a dad. Yeah, and and David Levy, the main event was the Shawn Michaels promo. It was the first time he spoke after he got jumped by the ar- the army guys in Sy- Syracuse. That was the main event, David Levy. You can't you can't you can't just make the other the match the main event. The, we'll, we'll close the show. It was Jim Ross having a sit down interview with Shawn Michaels. Like, hey man, I heard you hit on some girl and got jumped by some army guys, and that's why you lost the Intercontinental title. That's that was the main event. Uh, Jason, uh, come back next week and we'll, we'll, we'll do this question. Uh, I appreciate the super chat, but we have been on the air for a, an hour and 45 and I'm going to, well, get no, that. you've been on the air for an hour 35. Me and Sid just listened to you. Oh, right. Okay. Sid, this guy. Yep. Him. Oh yeah. Him. He's pointing, Always. he's pointing to you. Yeah. I, Hey, oh. the first 45 minutes I barely talked. Yeah. Oh, Bill, look, he was, he was interesting. So yes. he'll be back. Every once in a while, 
I all saw right. Kenny Bolin was in the chat earlier. He was all pissed off that there was a four-man booth and he wasn't involved in it. <laughs> Go check out Kenny's uh, YouTube channel. I was yeah, over yeah, there on Thursday. Yeah, do that. Do that. Uh, I, Sid, still, I, not, yeah, I still beat him, right, Sid? Yes, yes. I, I, even, I even mentioned that on his YouTube channel, that your episode of True Hill Heat has doubled the amount of views that his episode did. Yeah. I did, for, say, I did 14 and he, he did seven. So I could doubled you, him. Could you say that one more? Do you doubled Kenny Bolin? I so doubled sweet. him, tripled him. So sweet, just so sweet. Just hey, so if sweet we can, we might as well say quadruple because you know. <laughs> and you disagree with it, Sid? If somebody asks you, you said, "Oh yeah, whatever he says," and then we just go from there. Oh man! All right, Sid. Uh, you, you talked to Mickey James this week. I know you got a bunch of other stuff going on. Uh, yes. Plug it all. Mickey James uh, interview to promote Impact Hard to Kill coming up in January. That should be up either next week or the holiday season. I want to have some videos ready for the holiday season because I got two-year-olds. That ain't going to happen with me doing videos. But check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We are trying to push final few weeks of 2021. Hit that 2K mark. We'll go live at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow, True Hill Heat, 155 with myself, Romeo, who was in the chat, and Miss Chrissy Love. We're going to be discussing TakeOver, Jeff Hardy's release, the departures of Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, preview for ROH Final Battle 2021, the end of an era, and more. That's what you got going on. Christmas is what I got going on. It's all I got, guys. So Get your shopping done now. I yeah, because it, with that shipping embargo they got going on on the West Coast, you might order and you may get it in July. Wait, wait. Yeah. Chris, Christmas is coming up? That's what they said. Oh, I thought that was today when we saw her debut. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man's obsessed. Oh my God, we got yeah, two more Absolutely weeks. obsessed. Uh, I did get to talk to Zia Lee this week. Uh, it was for uh, written assignment only. So that is up on sportskeetawrestling.com uh, or excuse me, just sportskeeta.com. Or you could go to my Twitter page at Rick Uchino and it is the uh, pinned uh, tweet up there up at the top. Uh, just a lovely young woman. I did a terrible job of accurately portraying just how much tonight meant to her. Uh, but uh, that that's that's a conversation I'm going to remember for uh, a long time. Uh, she she earned a fan uh, for life out of me. So I'm I'm hoping that this uh, she does really, really well on SmackDown. She's already got the best damn entrance in all the freaking company now. So she's off to a good start. So well, you in, you interviewed her earlier this week. Yeah, uh, basically, oh. for, actually, from what I was told, I was her first English interview ever. What other interviews has she done? Uh, Chinese media. Like she speaks Mandarin. She speaks Chinese. There is it's no there, there is Mandarin. No it's Mandarin. <laughs> there is no Chinese language. It's Mandarin. And what's the other one? They got one more. I don't clearly I don't know. <laughs> I said she speaks Mandarin. You said that no, she speaks Chinese. I don't, dude. I don't know. <laughs> that's like that's like you got a Mexican neighbor. He's then like, what yeah. does she speak? Uh, Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, she speaks okay, I know Spanish. I know it's Spanish, <laughs> but Jesus, I don't know these things, guys. That was that was funny. It's ignorance. It's ignorance, and I apologize. And uh, you were a big time DJ on what? What radio station is that? Not under WLW. <laughs> it's also one one o'clock in the freaking morning. Is it? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It's one o'clock in the morning. We've. Oh my God! Get up, guys. We're getting too yeah. long with this. 
We gotta get off the air because you know it's past, yeah, it's past yeah, David Levy's. They gonna uh, bump. Bedtime. They gonna bump. They gonna bump us off anyway. I'm bumping us off right now. All right, your man just 